0: Hey, this is Kelly Taylor, and you're listening to the Monday Nooner podcast with Shank Boz, and that other guy who does like almost nothing.
1: Hey, it's Colby Armstrong, and you're listening to some real massive sassy
2: weapons on the Monday Nooner. Pausing between the first round and the second round of the draft, there was only 26 teams at that time. My family goes to get refreshments. All of a sudden, they fire up. Buffalo Sabers select, and it was me. And I looked around to give everyone a hug, and there was no one around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pete, Pete oh. was going to get a cold one, or where was he?
2: Yeah, Pete. Pete was. was probably getting the pop up in the stands.
3: Well, hello, and a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to twirl number 15 of the Monday Nooner podcast coming live from Realty One in Regina. Got Shink and Kinner here with me. Twirl number 15 already, guys, and a bunch of great sponsors to mention. So we're going to do that right off the hop. Starting with our most recent sponsor, Synergy AG. Shout out to those guys, locally owned Crop Input Realtor. We're going to get to all the sponsors, but quickly, guys, how about all the pictures we got on social media of people in the fields?
0: And guys that are like, are you guys releasing tomorrow? Are you releasing tomorrow? Because I need to listen to something in while I'm harvesting, and Boz, you're the guy to, to talk about that. I can't even imagine how kind of mundane. I know Bart Holt was asking for a playlist because he's had a podcast, and...
3: It was crazy after I mentioned that on the last podcast, we had like dozens of farmers sending in uh, pictures from the cabs. So appreciate all the combine pilots out there. High Tech Profiles, new sponsor as well, celebrating 25 years as the largest steel producer in the province. Freeze Tom and Lumber, senior soiree sponsor, way more than a lumber yard, locally owned. They support all things local throughout southern Saskatchewan. Harvard Media, they can help you out with all your digital advertising needs, whether it's a website rebuild or digital ads, whatever, when it comes to your website or online presence, Harvard Media can help you out.
0: Our realtors, Dave Price up in Saskatoon, Century 21 Fusion, Saskatoon area. Dave Price is going to hook you up. Of course, Joel Trapp and the team at Realty One. Trapper, still buzzing out there. Really nice to see. Gentle procedure, Saskatchewan, no needle vasectomies. No needle, no scalpel, sorry, vasectomies. That's kind of key when you factor both. Of so those what does the
3: scalpel do
0: in that situation? Slices your nutsack open. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to just really My go idea. after it. And yep. then uh, speaking of, uh, well, no healthy eyes optometry, Dr. Sean Fleming, location's... in in Regina here, Roschdale and Harbor Landing. You're going to get your eyes checked. We both did. Yeah. Does very professional. Nice work. 22 fresh. Of course, the promo code, anything online, 15% off. If you're buying masks, hoodies, hats, anything promo code Monday nooner. Hey,
3: quickly shout out to the people up North Prince Albert area. I saw the Prince Albert Raiders released a 22 fresh 50th anniversary hoodie. It is slick. Nice luck. And really I'm still nice.
0: waiting for my old uh, Prince Albert Raiders t-shirt or hat, that old logo. Well, how many
1: guys do they have up there that, uh, that have hole-in-ones wearing Raiders gear?
0: Yeah, good Big point. fans, big fans. It's a great golf course too, Cook Municipal. And of course, Day Spooner from day one, another OG sponsor as boss calls them, and Cathedral Electric in Regina and area, the, le- the electrician of choice. And I guess quickly while we go here, we got to give plugs to TG Marketing who did the koozies. Those things are almost out buzzed a few more out to box numbers in saskatchewan again this week willie's roadhouse in bethune they got the limos the limo bus if you're looking at cruising anywhere right now and last mountain distillery and all the sponsors i think yeah the seltzers that's what you guys are drinking here tonight so so good and the pictures with the seltzers and the koozies look awesome um all of our sponsors and again that's why it's back to synergy ag is they just love the shop local and everything is local. Cause all these guys, that's, that's what it's all about right now. Right. And that's what everyone's doing. And you know, from crop inputs to, you know, freeze Tallman and building anything under the sun to getting a vasectomy shop you local
1: high tech guys making fire pits. You got oh. the great Western guys and the last mountain guys keeping the old whistle wet. Like it's, it's just a full it's like team the
3: circle of life.
1: Farmers put in the
3: crop with the help from Synergy AG. Oh. They turn that into the the uh, barley makes the barley sandwiches, and Capo. somebody's got a great deck you get drunk on from Freeze Tallman. <laughs> it's just. And then you get so buckled you can't see, so you go see Sean Fleming, and
0: and you get Western Pizza to drop <laughs> off some pie.
1: And then while you're buckled, you buy some sweats, head to eldos.
0: knock up somebody, get a vasectomy after, <laughs> get buy. a
1: divorce, so you need a house from Dave
3: Price
0: or Joel Trapp. It's just uh... and you meet in Davidson. One gets one in Saskatoon, one in Regina. <laughs>
1: or it's a nasty divorce. Need a little shack. Need some new lights.
0: Is this? And a- then you got to buy your you got to buy some gear for the kids and the new and the new wife, new girlfriend. So get her some twenty two fresh gear. The promo code. No, what do, what do we miss electric electric electrical work yeah also the
3: steel manufacturing but uh or did I miss that? Did he you? Know, say no, it? man. We talked with them. That's where they had the
1: freaking fireplace.
0: Oh, Spoons sorry. has to come in in something. Maybe Spoons is the other dude after no, you get your well, divorce.
1: A, yeah, he's got to turn the lights on.
0: Or one of his electrician guys. There we go. TG Marketing. Yeah, we mentioned uh, Sean McNall. Uh, we're also looking at getting some lids done here soon. That's going to be interesting. The pod's always recorded on Treaty 4 land. Shout out to our Treaty 4 friends coming up in twirl
3: 15. Are we going to start with Kinner's uh, Twitter update? How many are we away from, 1,000,
1: boys? Oh, that is good. She's just baffling. I'm just, I'm waiting for the week when we have a thing. Legitimately, thousand. though, like, I think like, we want to put together a little package for number a thousand, but we're at like 968, which, wow, you know, I'm not going to give you the full <laughs> spiel about how shocked <laughs> I
0: am. If it, you crazy. would
1: have told me. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. After, but legitimately, though, after we got Synergy AG and the high-tech boys on, like,
3: she went skyrocketing. They were like, buzzing, right? Yeah, we got lots of Twitter interaction and Instagram from the and
1: Center just, GHE. And a lot of farming support, which is, which is awesome. So thanks I, to all
0: you guys. I love seeing just the guys out there buzzing on the combines and listening and sending us pictures. I think that I've always been fascinated by it. I've kind of wanted to do it. I, I don't trust myself, but yeah, I think it's just super you th- cool. You
3: think about the long days they're putting in, like some yeah. guys talking to some farmers. They go to like three or four in the morning. So they're looking for this type of content that's going to get them through like an hour and a half of their 16 18 hour days why wouldn't you turn on a
1: couple degenerates and pour a stiff one and
0: thanks boys yeah thanks to to everybody tuning in uh harvesting out there so coming up in 12:15 12:15 for Joel Trapp, Realty and Realty One. You need a realtor in Regina. You know somebody that needs a realtor in Regina, selling anything, buying anything. Joel Trapp, your guy, super honest dude. We've gone through that he doesn't wear the Jacquard Noir. He does do the um, sport coat jeans combo. But he pulls it off, though. Like, that's the well, kind of guy you want? A lot of guys pull it off. I just, yeah, it's never. But anyways, Joel. You know Tra- who pulls it off?
3: He listens all the time. Stacey Cattell big fan of the podcast. Great guy, but that guy has some
1: bad blazers. The guy must pick his outfits in the dark. Well, he's, he's, got, he's probably
3: listening right now as he's on the treadmill at the North YMCA
1: in Regina. He's and He's got, got that fishing lure that he still <laughs> forgot to take off his lapel uh, and from his trip up north.
3: He's yeah. got
0: the body of a pre-taught Swedish boy. So he, a blazer and a shirt looks good on him regardless in jeans, right? He doesn't have to worry about a lot, but yeah, there's, there's a plug <laughs> for it tell. So Joel Trap Realty coming up in twirl number 15. We're kind of going off the rails already, which is super cool. We're going to talk about twirl 14 we already did we're going to talk about the latest mask situation schools uh, are back in you doesn't really affect you guys but uh, i don't know if you guys saw the airplane thing as well uh, masks on an airplane shout outs as always uh, in the is that the tirade yeah the guy well, who posted can, that video yeah, yeah i can, saw that you can you can, you can jump in there whenever when you do the tirade as well whl historian and author of sudden death the Swift Current Bronco book about Swift Current Bronco crashing 86 in the Memorial Cup championship in 89. Greg Drennan is going to join us. The interview for Healthy Eyes Optometry. Drennan, some really good stories there. And then we back it up with a solid senior soiree interview this week. Senior legend, uh, actually a junior hockey legend as well, Martin Smith. 49 years old, still playing senior hockey up for the Edom. Three stars, right, boss?
3: Yeah, Edam, 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 Edam. Not E-dam. E-dam.
0: Three anyway. stars, yeah. So Marty's gonna join us. Fantastic guy, and yeah, we're gonna talk about some other things that we've heard about rinks in the area, and we've got a few requests for the boys to come and play a few senior teams. We're gonna try and make that work. A couple of them might be a little bit too far for roadies for the fellows, But that's everything coming up in twirl number 15 for Joel Trapp and Realty One. Hey, why wouldn't a guy? All right, boys. Last episode, twirl 14. Another uh, another nice one. So what, what what was the feedback you guys had first off on, on Corey Sarch?
3: Yeah, I had uh, a guy come up to me at the golf course on the weekend. Nolan Desital, I think his name is. He plays at the Royal Regina. He also plays for the Trappers. I think he plays somewhere in the infield. Anyway, so he plays with the Trappers. He said, You guys just like do an unbelievable job. Thanks for always mentioning the Trappers and was just loving the pod. And he actually said he's from the Davidson area. So he's like, I grew up watching Saric. So he had some nice feedback. He said, You guys have to come out to a Trappers game next year. So uh, we will do that. Not to this
0: year, but. I went out to one. I remember, but I mean,
3: like, full pod. Oh,
0: full Yeah. Well, like, that's a little bit different. But um, I had a lot of people saying, like, just a down to earth, um, you know, just seems like such a good dude. And, and talking
1: to him, you wouldn't think that he played in the show. He's just chill. Like, where did he play as junior?
0: <laughs> you want a drink. I wanted Saskatoon. you to say Saskatoon, Saskatoon, so Saskatoon so I to take Blades. A drink.
1: Every time he says
3: Saskatoon, I take a drink. Yeah. And uh, some pods, they drink more than others. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I had uh, a lot of good feedback from Sarge. And then he dropped Jeremy Reach a couple times. So we got to, we're going to have Jeremy on at some point as well because that guy can talk. But yeah, Corey, really good. And then just sent us a message after, like if he can help out getting anybody else. That's the kind of guy he is. Like, and so many people didn't know about the accident, which I was surprised with and and kind of how things ended for him. But we're uh, we're glad he's okay. I got to say sorry to you guys. And everybody out there about the Bob Cole thing, uh, I totally. A lot de- of
1: guys are japping you. I didn't, you didn't get know.
0: Japped? I didn't know that that was Bob. I just hate it so much. No, it's definitely Bob Cole. It is. Yeah, and then I looked back because he did the one last year, and I'm like, oh my, that's yeah, never a fan. So I got to say sorry. I look like a total buffoon there. Any outs? Should we go? We want to do the high tech first. Maybe maybe high tech does the outs.
3: Yeah. How about uh, a shout-out for High Tech Profiles, one of our latest sponsors, Trent Meyer, his crew. Largest and widest offering steel processor in the province. They're celebrating 25 years in business this year, which is a huge compliment on its own. Uh, Laser cutting, plasma cutting, tube laser, press breaking, plate rolling, they do all of that stuff. Supporting egg manufacturing, mining, machine shops, and even the odd fire pit for the lake. Make sure you check them out. They're pretty active on Instagram at High Tech Profiles. They've got a YouTube channel. They've got a website that breaks down what they do. Management ownership who hail from across the province. Kindersley, Humboldt, Selby, Fort Capel, Pilot, Butte. And they're backed by the SaskWorks Venture Fund, which a lot of Saskatchewan people invest in. So, I would yeah. should-
0: I would shit my pants if I got a why wouldn't you? You know, when
3: I said last pod, I was going to talk to Trent about an idea. Haven't done that yet. We will. If and I know make he's. That happen,
0: like, you'll get at it. And,
1: and for shout outs like Mike Kaczynski, hashtag why wouldn't a guy have a hashtag Pink Whitney around the fire, Katepa Lake. Love the shout but next time, please don't tag Pink Whitney and Spitting Chiclets. Let's go. Yeah, it's a Strictly tough Monday Nooner and Last Mountain. Great but West. I understand where you're coming from. We really appreciate it. And. Um, one more goes out to uh, Travis Lindford, his bro and dad, let the airline pilot in the combine Ooh. today
0: yeah. met that guy in the pat, in the Freeze Tallman pat box a few years ago. Legit, he's a pilot for WestJet, lives in uh, Raymore, and I, he's got to get to Calgary and Toronto. Like his stories are crazy. It was so cool, I got because I'm yeah a flight nerd
1: listening to the Monday Nooner podcast they were doing shout outs to combine pilots I could have swore they were talking to me love the local sponsorship especially sending Jiag Agfries Tallman. why wouldn't a guy fire up the bus Brad so yeah we just we appreciate it all and uh, yeah keep tagging us and we'll keep uh, giving you some love had a
3: nice picture sent in from uh, Tyler Dutka on Instagram and then I posted an it animal. on our uh,
1: posted it on our story never heard just of a him. <laughs> Tyler, who? Isn't that the same guy that was wagering on his kid's slap shot? <laughs> <laughs> the Pats game. Yeah, the yeah. Pats game. <laughs> he did. So he sent me this
3: uh, this picture. Nice little uh, sunset, Strasbourg, Saskatchewan. That's an iPhone 11
1: portrait mode And sure.
3: a uh, Monday nooner koozie on an old fence post. Hashtag, why wouldn't a guy? So thanks to him for sending that in. We've had uh, some other I, mentions
0: here. I can't see him taking that picture and holding the camera steady enough to take that picture but it's a beautiful picture regardless I have James Green from uh, Dinsmore dinstown picture of uh, last Mountain products and then Dinsmore we're gonna get into that later one of the one of the areas that wants to have the boys out to play the Hanley Huskies for some reason I saw them on our on our Twitter feed and I'm like Hanley huskies like I don't think they have a team but it was just super cool because Hanley's like the size of Handel and- a little bigger <laughs>
3: handle <laughs> flames direct team would play it but they're all 70 now. But.
0: Josh Josh Sandin from BASF, big fan of the program, and Neil McDougal uh, from the Royal Regina, farmer, uh, Mac, hell of a golfer. He, uh, he's tuning in while farming, of course. And-
1: Je- Jesse Anderson drove in and actually picked up his koozies. So. You and that weapon are going back and forth a lot, eh? Oh, that
0: guy's a They're fan of work.
1: the pod.
3: Hey, oh. he, he wanted to
0: check out Holy Mrs. Kindoff. Holy
3: shit. Can no. you blame him? <laughs> Holy shit. So last Saturday... I'm on the golf course, getting whammed. Played 36. It was a good day. Really good day. Anyway, so I'm on the first 18, and Jesse Anderson tweets me. And he says, hey, any pigeon parlays for the Kentucky? Did you guys see this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Any pigeon parlays for the Kentucky Derby? I'm on hole number seven, a few beers deep, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know it was today. Like, I didn't. I wasn't prepared. So I go on the list. I literally just eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Authentic eight to one, tweet him back. Half an hour later, he tweets
1: me back. He's like, Drinks on me, just made. What Dinner, was it? He put 20 down, one, two, 20. But why wouldn't you bet on Bob Baffert's horse? Matt. Especially after the other one takes a fall and gets disqualified.
0: And he almost Guess gets trampled. What? Yeah.
1: So I'm on the golf course. I did not know that was
3: Bob Baffert's horse i just picked i just put my finger on the list and went like this and it won and i didn't even bet it myself but jesse anderson made a couple stacy
1: picks his
0: outfits (laughs) yeah
3: eeny meeny miny mo.
0: one of our newest sponsors that we talked about off the top synergy ag locations in Balcaris, lumsden pence yorkton govan and provost in the old 403 would that be three? yeah it would i think they are your local input uh, retailer soil and plant analytics the owners are farmers legit out there right now out grinding away uh we talk about keeping money in the province synergy ag big fans of the program and we love it so masks at schools i have down here do you guys have any anything on that just th- like we do have quite a few teachers Teachers are beauties principals yeah administrators whatever listening to us what a grind for them oh
3: man like i just i think about elementary and what a gonger that must be
0: what happens when like booger season comes and everyone's got bronchitis and and all that i'm just like i I told my wife i'm like if you would like want to get a room at the hotel and just like hang out by yourself because it's going to be a gong show everybody's wearing the masks first. Couple days, thank you for for Because there's always like there's the two kinds of people, right? Complain about the government, I'm unemployed, I wear sweats seven days a week. I can't believe I don't Talk can't it, get a man. I can't believe I got I can't get a good job and I got this neck tattoo. Well, you know, you made your own and now you're not you know, my kid's not gonna conform and wear masks. Like why don't just
1: What's the neck tattoo have to do with that?
0: Well just, <laughs> just <laughs> the people that complain and they sometimes are passed up for jobs and you see him and it's like well it might be that you, you got tupac written underneath your no eyes no regrets or or whatever um monday Nuna with an e and then there's gonna be yeah there's gonna be the parents that are there uh, my kids aren't wearing a mask my kids aren't they don't have this. to wear them oh no but they're some parents are saying no and it's like okay, well then keep your kid at home and homeschool them or distance learning whatever it is that's perfect and then there's the parents that are just you know what they're grinders they've adapted their whole lives to different situations and they're going to adapt to this and make it work and thank you to all those parents those are the same
3: parents that took their kids to a tournament discreetly in winnipeg about a month ago yeah where do those parents fall in that spectrum
0: picture of boat at the dock parents slow pitch guy but can't play anymore because he's too involved in his kids skating every day Get of the week up. from may to September. So he can't fake, he can't play p- slow Fake
1: p- passport hockey school and USA guy.
0: He can't play slow pitch anymore. He um tell, tells stories about how him and his boys got just totally blasted in Vegas and, and strip club stories and he's strip club guy too.
1: But he's never been to Vegas so
0: <laughs> speaking of uh
3: the COVID, you guys obviously know about the drive in testing thing they now have at the International Trade <laughs> Center. F-
0: Did you see that yesterday?
3: I saw you post it, but I I said that to myself. I'm like, it's going to be a gong show. People are going to be lined up at that trying to get out of there.
0: That's even one car at a time. I don't have. I don't understand why people are going though. Yeah,
3: if you don't have any symptoms, it's not like this test. As far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't trace any antibodies antibodies if you did have it. So you're only going to see if you have it right now. So I think people are just like, oh, maybe I have it, even though I don't have any symptoms, which is backing it up for everybody who might actually have a nose fetish or something so then you
1: have the other shut up you nose.
3: you Uh, have
0: the people that want to do what everyone else is doing maybe they just want to go get the test along with wearing blazers and jeans you know what i got people
3: are in line what i got out of all that though is apparently they said they're they're planning to be set up there for
1: 18 months well the reason was that they said that if anything if shit hits the fan in the province or in the city i guess that like that's the field hospital for the COVID. Yeah, so they're not like they're not closing nothing. If you're sick, that's where people are going.
0: And then the Huskies in Saskatoon, because the field hospitals at the uh, rink there, the Bur- Merlis Mer- 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 Belcher. Yeah. Um, the Huskies, if they Mar- play, Mar- are playing at uh, the at SaskTel Center, and they've started to set up there. So that's that's a nice spot for that. I them. just when I heard that 18 month thing, I'm like,
3: we're in one here. I think they're preparing because they know there's going to be a bit of a second wave just by opening I, up and schools I, and
0: and i think you, you listen to any podcast down in the states like any of the big ones and all that they've talked about you know it's time to get an app and, and that's probably where we're gonna go it's gonna you're gonna get an app or a waiver and you're gonna you're gonna have to do that to get into anything in the states and then all that's the narrative that's that's going around and you know dan patrick's talked about it colin coward They've all talked about it, and,
1: oh, and if you're looking for a good laugh, just look at Trump's Twitter. Like he he's saying at this moment there are 546 confirmed cases of coronavirus with 22 deaths. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone comments back, "I'll just tell the other 197,000 people to stop faking dead." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that that guy's got the nuke codes. Let's
3: Shouldn't stop Twitter- talking
1: about the COVID for a while and.
3: Talk about getting buckled or something, or hockey. Or.
0: Let's talk about Dave Price. Yeah. Century 21 sport Fusion. Sport Up in Saskatoon. Yeah, Dave probably runs a sport coat. Without I, the fishing lure. I want to think he uh, he probably decks it down with a nice Lulu uh, dress pant on the bottom. Housing market in Saskatoon. You need a guy in area. Dave Price, Century 21 Fusion. Davey can hook you up. He's he just made the leaderboard again um, this, this week for sales up in the saskatoon area so he's buzzing right now you look him up davepricerealty.ca he's gonna help you out with anything you need hey another thing i wanted to mention and guys are talking about this at i don't know if when you were golfing and you're at the lark getting buckled if guys are talking about have you seen that new aspen links clubhouse
3: yeah i was actually showing it to people there that uh hadn't heard about it so do you have any info there on it or have it's people seen huge.
0: It? Todd Ripplinger kind of went through, because he's in the flooring business, he went through how big this thing is going to be.
3: You know what my initial reaction was? That's a joke. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, how long has people- it It's been 10 or 12 years since they lost their other clubhouse. But did you see it, Kenner? New people- state-of-the-art clubhouse, restaurant, pro shop, indoor golf, arcade games for young and old, multifunction rooms, daycare center for the community. Bidet. day all with the golf course you can't even get water to uh,
0: water the greens. And for people in the north that don't know what the hell we're talking about because they listen from everywhere. So Aspen Lynx is the old Emerald Park golf course. It's in uh, Emerald Park, White City, just outside of Regina. And yeah, they're trying to build a state-of-the-art facility. Sounds super cool. I just can't see how it's how it's going to go like what What the first the first uh, the first question they're asking is what are they going to do with the golf course
3: well have you seen the golf course i haven't you didn't see those pictures
0: no it's like having like it you know, looks like, like it's like having
3: my
1: dad's a- pasture in 2001 when there was no rain but it's like having a fit in okay house and just a monster overcompensated
0: garage <sighs> yeah or yeah the, the guy just, that the guy that drives a seventy thousand dollar vehicle but lives with two guys in an apartment
1: can't afford serious radio.
0: Like, what are you doing? Like, where's your priority? Uh, maybe they're yeah. gonna put money into the course. Well,
3: w- When I see the the daycare
0: and stuff like that,
3: it makes me think that they're gonna make it's gonna be a community like mm-hmm. community place.
0: Oh. be, able, be able Like, like an awesome bar. The winters and like it's a, sounds like an awesome bar. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, and hopefully they do something with the goal, like if that then then that then that's super cool cuz it'll be an awesome place but it's it's Absolutely. like it, you see it in your area i'm sure cuz you're you live in a newer area that the people they buy the brand new house and they did it and then they can't afford the landscape what for it.
1: i know what it's like my next door neighbor used to be a hooker
0: like how and you get the weeds in the backyard and they don't do the landscaping and it's ever like you
3: told a story about the
1: next door neighbor oh yeah she was she was an avid goer for money type Needless to say, we ended up um, finding out she was a hooker by the frequent traffic and... uh a lot of many nights with frequent visitors. Like, even the funny story about that, the Riders win their playoff game. I'm leaving for work at about 8.30 in the morning, walk out to get in my vehicle, and here comes Johnny Ryder fan with his season ticket bag, his jersey, and his hat. <laughs> <laughs> and walking out, gives me the good morning, jumps in a cab, and takes off. No regrets, guy. No regrets. But he was, like, a an, an respectable-looking guy, like... I don't know where the guys that he went to the game with went, but he did not go home.
0: That's awesome. That's we need more of those stories. So you got to start digging up more of those stories over the next. We can tell one a week if you could tell. I'll
1: save the St. Louis one for next pod then.
0: One a week. New feature called the tirade, brought to you by Cathedral Electric, Dave Spooner and his crew. Top-notch work in Regina and area spoons, and his guys can do it all. Honest pricing. Give him a call or find him on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Cathedral Electric. Dave Spooner, not going to come out and screw you on any of the pricing, whatever you need. It's hot tub season. Dave Spooner has got
3: social media, but he's definitely not the one who knows how to use it. It's definitely (laughs) his wife. I can just guarantee it.
0: Yeah. Well, he's Twitter, Instagram. Hooking up hooking up Twitter, black wire, sure. red wire.
3: This guy's a buzz saw, though. Like when we golfed the lake view that one day, he was on the phone after every shot. Just a second, set down his phone. Like he was buzzing with work. He doesn't have time to run the social media. Should get him hooked up with Harvard Media, maybe. But
0: anyway, tirade. Any anybody got anything? What do you What do you got, Buzz?
3: Well, what, what grinds your so gears? So did you COVID again, son of a? Did you guys see the video of the guy on the West Jet flight?
1: who the cops oh, the kids?
3: got kicked yeah. off the flight because his kids wouldn't wear masks. Yeah. So they canceled the whole flight. The cops came in. And before I say all this, I should preface, I did not watch the whole video because okay. I'm just like, okay. I parts of it too. If the mandatory rule is everybody's got to wear a mask,
1: why should this guy get an exception? But to the man it wasn't fully mandatory under two years old is not required to wear a mask. That's by WestJet
0: regulation. That's damn close to two years, though.
1: Yeah, he was nineteen months, and okay, so it is two years. So he technically he he was following the rules technically.
0: Okay, but what kind of douche do you have to be to do that to the whole flight? Yeah, like, just put a mask on your kid. Well, but like
1: when my like when my brother in law took my niece, they before they went on that flight and they flew a couple months ago, but regardless, she's a little bit older, but they practiced with her every day, like she was wearing her mask at home, and I'm not saying like. You know what he did follow the rules, but still like it's to some okay. people who are taking COVID seriously, I'm sure that they well, do. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Because I
3: didn't know. I thought I didn't know that I thought it was mandatory, whatever. Yeah. So the guy is technically correct. I just for the whole flight to be cancelled, I hope, you know, you're not the other guy on the flight who is traveling home to see like a sick family member or something or whatever and
1: your flight gets canceled because he did go on social media and and thank and he did put out a message thanking people for understanding and apologizing and and whatnot but yeah it's, it's it is unfortunate and but it's yeah that's a tough i life.
0: understand what you're saying though boss like why uh, if yeah I, we, I've, i'm a parent um i would just I would just mask my my even if he was 19, 60 months old, whatever. I'd mask him up. Let's just get this bird in the air and get going.
1: And, and well, and even in the in the fact that maybe if he was potentially sick, like I, I can imagine, I understand that people would want to mask on, and I, I get that with everything going on. And I know that if I got sick and my like, and you know, I went back to work and said I was sick, and
0: so have, not really a tirade because no, I didn't know all the valid.
3: specifics, but it was gaining a shit ton of uh, hey traction
0: guys are farming right now they 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 want to chime in and i'm sure they've seen it you know what the good thing about COVID is that not that it's a tirade that i've noticed wiping down at the gym guy because now it's like if you don't do it you I'm really a jerk you totally look right so it's it's become you know and i was always the guy that'd be like yeah are you gonna wipe that down but now you don't have to because everybody <laughs> i was sorry everybody's doing it and yeah so I, I was i was at the gym the other day and i was like oh this is that guy's not gonna wipe down his thing. And he's like oh he went and got it and he wiped down like that's cool and then yeah I just, you know what guy i i was flirted flirt at the gym guy no i'm the guy
3: who'd like be on the mat on the floor Grunting and then like guy. see a little ass sweat stain and then like do the look left nobody look right nobody nobody's looking <laughs> go like
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes
3: honesty man truth I in the sho- ass. D- double double shoulder check
0: guy <laughs> but and then so <laughs> that's this, pre-covid i've decided to uh this same guy that wiped it down went back to uh flirting you know you know those people at the gym the, like when the girl's got the headphones on he's like hey well no she's hey you can just tell every time you go there if you go at the same time it's like he's got cologne on and she's got makeup on she's at the gym and they're both Married, but then they get there and they're just so happy and they get to flirt and they get a flirt at the gym guy and girl is so funny to watch. I I love it.
3: I've seen that a lot. I could never
0: has, You know, he's got full lat syndrome, arm out and it, it arms carrying out. Carrying the suitcases, carrying suitcases, yeah. guy. Yeah, and yeah, because we can't we can't talk about slow pitch guy anymore. So maybe we talk about flirt at the gym guy or suitcase carrier guy. But um, <laughs> watermelon guy. And that you call know, him that, the sheriff. Hey, why wouldn't a guy? Well, if your business needs help carrying suitcases (laughs) or doing anything, Harvard Media is gonna hook you up. You need a website or your search engine optimization. If you don't know what that means, you're in big trouble if you're in business in this day and age. You need a video done, anything like that. Harvard Media can hook you up. Find them online because they're there. Graphic design work, wrapping a vehicle, anything. The Monday Nooner logo, look right there. That's what they did. They did it in like a day and a half.
1: Or, or if you even just want to market your B-Shank fit page, like, I don't know, <laughs> Show, showcasing the squad, 50
0: and- sets of 50. There we go. Yeah, Harvard Media, you can find them everywhere. So straight into the interview, boys. Interview brought to you by Healthy Eyes Optometry, Dr. Sean Fleming. We talked about him earlier. You need your eyes checked in Regina and area. He's in Harbor Landing and on Rochdale. Sean Fleming's going to hook you up. The best in the business as far as we're concerned. He's buzzing to get on the ice too, but he's working like eight days a week right now. Not possible, like the Beatles said. But Fleming's going to hook you up. You need your eyes checked. See him, Dr. Sean Fleming. So, this interview and on- a WHL historian, and I had a few guys say you got to get him on. And I've read the book sudden death story of the 1986 1986 swift current broncos and then the 1989 swift current broncos that won the memorial cup the bus crashed into the memorial cup and this guy is a wealth of knowledge if you follow him online or on twitter on his um, blog it is unbelievable who is it it is former leader post Sports Sports editor. He's been around. He knows everything about the league. And we're going to talk about the book and the bus crash and the Memorial Cup and everything that happened. Here is from Kamloops, Greg Drinnen. Greg, you know, a lot of guys have, have said, you know, that's a guy you should probably get on. He's got a lot of stories. You go way back, worked a long time with the Leader Post here in Regina, covered the WHL for a long time. I guess. I, I want to start. I want to start with it with a simple question. When you go through all your years, and this might be a little loaded, what is the best WHL team that you remember watching?
2: Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, Brandon Wheat Kings.
0: Take us through that we're, we're, team. What made them tick? Out. What made them tick? Uh,
2: Brian Prop, Laurie Boschman and Ray Ellison. That was the that was the forward line, and uh, Brad McCrimmon on the back end. And Dunk McCollum was the head coach, and McCollum knew what he had. He treated them like men, like professional athletes, and uh, they lost five games. There there was no overtime in those days, so they finished with five five regular season losses and nine ties. And they likely lost the Memorial Cup in February, believe it or not, because uh, a defenseman by the name of Mike Perovich suffered a broken arm, um, in a game against a Russian team, in fact, it was the the game was played in Regina, and he broke his arm. and He was the number two defenseman behind McCrimmon. And by the time they got to the Memorial Cup, uh, was played in uh, in the Montreal area, um, McCrimmon was just flat worn out. They were really tough. They could play it if you wanted to uh, wanted to brawl. Or there was a bit of that in those days. If you wanted to do that, they could do that. And uh, if you wanted to run and gun with them, uh, they would bury you. I think the Pats were zero fourteen against Brandon that season.
0: <laughs> nice record. What? So that, let's go back to your to your time then in, in Regina. Maybe you know what's the fondest memory that you have uh, covering the, the Regina Pats franchise.
2: Um. I, I would suggest it was the way uh the Parker family moved in and lifted the franchise up by the bootstraps and really really turned it into a a, a professional organization. Yeah, it, it's major junior hockey, but they they really uh, turned it into a first-class organization. Uh unfortunately, they you know, they were never able to bring a championship to Regina, they were never never able to win the Memorial Cup, but they, the Parker family did bring the Memorial Cup to Regina. Um, but the, before that, uh, for a lot of years, I mean, I still remember. Oh man, I don't know what year it was, but the marquee in uh, at, at at the, at the Aga, Agri- what was that, the Aga um, I think it was a December 26th game had been postponed, and it was to be played in Swift Current because the Pats were on the verge of moving. And uh, if memory serves, it was all over a $1 parking fee, the uh, Regina Exhibition Park. I don't think it was called Regina Exhibition Park, but whatever the uh, body was that, that oversaw the agarome at the time had decided to implement a $1 parking fee. <laughs> and uh, the Pinder family from Saskatoon owned the path at the time. And uh, Herb Pinder, uh, one of the sons, of, uh, he and Jerry were the brothers hockey, uh, had been really good hockey players. Herb was the front man for the family, and uh, they really rebelled against the, the $1 parking fee. I mean, when you think about it now and what people pay to park at various sporting events, it seems, seems a little silly. But the, the the franchise was was going to be sold um, to uh, John Rittinger, and a group in in Swift Current, and uh, I mean, they were on the move. They'd, they they postponed the one the one game from Regina. I still, like I said, I still remember seeing them on the marquees. So, long story short, the Parkers ended up. Uh, Purchasing the, the franchise, and they, they really, uh, really turned things around in, in, in terms of how the, uh, the mm-hmm. organization was operated. I think
0: the Regina Exhibition Authority is still using that dollar that they made and uh, employing staff now because you walk into some of those buildings and they got like 75 staff working per three people. So <laughs> it's quite interesting. Um, some
2: things don't change. <laughs> yeah.
0: What, the, the story that you were telling us off air about um, the uh, Memorial Cup. Uh, was it the 1981? One, the story of uh, of Mike Keenan. Take us through that one. The
2: 1980, as a as a journalist, it was a highlight. But as a as a hockey fan, it certainly wasn't. Um, the, the keep in mind the Brandon Wheat Kings had had gotten to the Memorial Cup final in seventy eight seventy nine, and the 1980 Memorial Cup uh, was awarded to Brandon and Regina. It started in uh, in uh, in Brandon. Um, the, the Pats, of course, were, were in as uh, as the host team. Um, in fact, I could be I think they they might have won the WHL championship that year because I, I think there was a three team tournament. Quarter, Cornwall Royals and and Peterborough Peets were were also in it. And the Pats uh, were led by Doug Wickenheiser. And um, the Pats ended up in trouble because they lost a couple of early games. So then, of course they were they were looking for help. And uh, the, the Peats, to many observers, it certainly looked like they tossed the game uh, to eliminate the Pats. And it ended up with Peterborough and Cornwall in the final. And uh, things were not pleasant to say the least in the Agrodome uh, on that uh, that Sunday. I mean the Peats. Peterborough denied it up and down that they that they'd throw in a game, and I mean, you know, how how do you ever prove it? But uh, um, that that's the way it was, and the fans were were really really ugly. And and the uh, one one image that I will never forget is a, uh, a Regina radio sportscaster uh, wearing a Regina Pat's hat uh, ball cap interviewing Mike Keenan. <laughs> After the final, and asking him, trying to ask him tough questions about the the whether they'd throw in the game or not. I I kind of thought that was a little bit funny. A guy wearing a Pat's hat trying to grill Keenan on that subject.
0: Was was he was, was Keenan as kind of a, as nasty or a bit as a prick as he seems now? Uh,
2: very. I remember him as being very sarcastic. Yeah. Um, on the verge of, of belittling. So
0: if we shift now to shift now to the book. Um, first off. What what made you want to do it?
2: Um, I, I I received a, uh, a short manuscript. It was two or three thousand words from uh, two people, Lisa Culp, who was a, a young woman uh, from Penticton who was going to school in Moose Jaw, and uh, she was on her way back to Moose Jaw from Penticton after the Christmas break. Uh, her family's neighbor in Penticton was a truck driver, and she was in a, uh, t- taking a ride back to Moose Jaw, and ended up being one of the first people on the scene of the, of the, uh, the bus accident. And Bob Wilkie, who was a defenseman on that Broncos team and was on the bus, they had met and come up with the idea of writing a book. They put together a brief manuscript, if you will.
3: Now... A lot of our listeners, all of them, likely familiar with with what happened, and probably some have read the book. A lot probably haven't. We recommend that they do read the book. But is there anything, I guess, from the book that might stand out as something maybe people don't know, like a little a little part of the book or a little nugget that you find maybe interesting that people might not know?
2: Um. Well, I, I think the, the 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 thing that really struck me was the, the fact that uh, you know Graham James ran that organization, and at the, at the time of the accident, um, nobody really knew um, what was going on behind the scenes, that, uh, you know, the Graham, Sheldon Kennedy, um, Graham with, with other players, uh, the, the abuse, the sexual abuse that, that was going on, and uh, the fact that uh, they were back on the ice mere days a- after the accident. There were, you know, there were no grief counselors. Uh, none of the players went home. Uh, uh, you know, was a, they weren't allowed to go home. They the, there was the accident; four players died, um, and it was let's get them back on the ice as quickly as possible. And the storyline was that uh, that was the best thing for them was was you know to get back into into the routine. And you know, again, things were different at the time. Um, you know, did, no one asked questions about why weren't there grief counselors because there'd never been that situation before. And, uh, you know, after the fact, well after the fact, we came to realize why why there weren't grief counselors and why the players weren't allowed to go home and all that.
3: And it's just crazy to think, you know, what those players were going through days, weeks later when they're getting back, you know, on a bus and going to the next stop. It's just hard to fathom all these years later, you know, what that would have been well, like.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I was at the, at the leader post at the, t- at the time and I remember... I remember going to Moose Jaw for their first game back, and um, I never even dreamt that that any any of that stuff could be going on. And and you know, when I look back at it now, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that the players were just in a daze. Mm-hmm. That that this had uh, this had all happened, and 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 happened so quickly. There were you know there were there were four funerals. There was a memorial service uh... It, it, it just everything went by in a blur. uh... You know, it happened. They'd, they'd all just gotten home from Christmas uh... with, with families. Had returned to Swift Current. The accident happened. It wasn't until doing this book and, and top of, talking to Bob Wilkie, talking to to Kurt Lacton who was the team captain, and and, and and a few others, that you come to realize, holy man, did, did, did we, meaning meaning journalists, miss a, you know miss the story at, at the time. But really, I don't think it was to any fault of, of our own because at that time, um, you just didn't go looking for that kind of thing in uh, in in arenas or ball fields or anywhere else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as a guy that grew up in Swift Current and worked for the team as a kid and eventually worked for the team as an adult uh, and knowing a lot of guys that are involved with that team back then and uh, all that, it, it's still super eerie even being around the rink even when uh, – Even when the Broncos do still honor them, which they do a phenomenal job yearly, but it's, uh, yeah, just, it's something that you just don't ever forget every year that it comes up. It's, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal.
2: And, and, and I mean, when you, when you look at where we, where the sports world is now and, and not even just sports world, but, but the volunteer world in terms of police checks and, and, uh, uh, you know the Sheldon Kennedy's respect in sport program, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there was none of that then. Always looked forward to going to Swift Current because Graham James was was such great copy. So, you know, he was highly educated. He was an English major. He was a uh, uh, what was then the WWF, the, the wrestling. Uh, he was a big fan of that. Uh, always had a, always had a quote. Was always colorful. Um, never in a million years would at that time would I have dreamt. Uh, uh, about about where we'd end up going with that story yeah. i mean it's e- even now it's
0: it's it, it, it shocks me hey so i and i know i've read the book um it's been a few years the was it the phantom goalie or the phantom player or the, the maybe, invisible maybe, goalie yeah invisible goalie. take take people through that that are gonna maybe read the book and 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 that story and just like sum it up in maybe 30 seconds if you can
2: well, Artie Fair was a 20-year-old goaltender who lost out in the 20-year-old numbers game with the Spokane Chiefs, went home to Prince Albert thinking his hockey career was over, got a job laying carpet, got called uh, by the Nipawin Hawks. Rob Don was the coach, went to Nipawin, and then just before Christmas got a call from Swift Current and decided it might be his last crack at Major Junior, so he went down to Swift Current um, did, arrived there December 28th, uh, they didn't have a billet for him, stayed in a hotel, got on a bus, or on the Broncos bus to go to Regina, and uh, didn't take his equipment, just thought it would be a good way to, to meet the teammates and all the teammates, knew he wasn't going to play, was involved in the accident, and quietly drove home the next day, and that was his, his experience with uh, Swift and Broncos. A lot of people didn't even know he was there that wow. that he was with the Broncos it, it it's funny because on uh, the elite prospects website not many players get credited with playing for a team or that show they were with a team but played zero games but it shows him as being with Swift current and having played zero games and it mentions that he happened to be on on the broncos bus so, Did, uh, he's, he's now a principal in in prince albert ended up getting his uh going to uh university and uh, taking education and ended up back home as a principal
0: yeah so we want we want people obviously to buy the book it's it, it's such a good story but one more on the crash what was maybe the toughest part to write for you
2: um I just think anything about the 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 four players who, who who died. I I mean it's uh it's I mean it it was an accident. Um you know it was weather related. Um and, and the fact that that four young players uh, uh you know lost their lives in, in that uh you know one of them was was Brent Ruff who was who was 16 at the time. And was seen as a as a real up and coming young, young hockey player, um, uh, a kid named Trent Cressy who who I think was 20. uh... He was the only player on the team that Artie Fair, the goaltender I was talking about, actually knew because they had spent a season together with uh, Lloyd Minster Lancers who were then in the in the Alberta Junior Hockey League so just uh, you know just any any writing uh, about those those four guys it, it, it was really tough really really tough
0: I, I have, I've always thought that that could be a great sports movie the whole story now let's go to was it two years later that the, so 89 so maybe three, two, three years later a lot of those guys are on the Memorial Cup team.
2: Right, yeah. And, and I should tell you that um, shortly after the book came out, uh, a, a, a movie company called Trilite Entertainment, which at the time was based in Regina, I think they're now in Calgary, they actually bought the rights to to the book um, and they actually um, had hired a, a writer and he did uh, oh, two or three scripts, uh, you know, did did one script and then uh, and then tuned it up a little bit for another one, and tuned it up again. And they were never able to find the financing to uh, to to make the movie and distribute it. They went to uh, the Cannes Film Festival, uh, Toronto International Film Festival, where all these the movie people congregate, uh, trying to get financing. And wherever uh, weren't able to. Um, the book was published what six or seven years ago. I can't even remember. And they just dropped the option uh, this past spring. Oh, so it, it 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 was out there i i thought for a while that it was really really close uh, especially mm-hmm. with the third script but but it uh you know it, it it just didn't happen
0: and then yeah so let's let's talk about the memorial cup team you know and and and, yeah. and so many of those yeah. guys that were on that team are there you know three years later two and a half whatever it is and they're making that run in saskatoon
2: yeah um you know danny lambert was uh was a key member of that team uh, interestingly, he he wasn't on the on the bus the night it crashed. He and Gord Hahn, the trainer, were actually in Winnipeg with a an under-16 uh, team that was playing a, a touring Russian team. Uh, you might remember back in those days, those Russian teams came over on a regular basis, the you know 16 and 17 year olds like that. So anyway, uh, you know, Danny Lambert was uh, in fact I think he was the MVP in the Memorial Cup. Uh, in, that was played in Saskatoon. Um, they, they won, uh, the Broncos ended up winning uh, in overtime, beat the, uh, the the Saskatoon Blades. That's as close as the Blades have ever come to winning a, a championship. They're an original team in the Western Hockey League uh, from 66-67. have never won the WHL Championship, have never won a Memorial Cup, but uh-huh. they hosted it that year, so we're in it as the host team, and that's as close as they've come. But uh, Peter Soberlach was on that team. Uh, Tim Tisdale, Who scored the winning goal in in overtime was uh, was on both teams. There there were there were quite a number of them, and they were an exciting team. I mean, um, you know, Graham James. uh, You 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 have to give him full marks for being a a, a great offensive coach. Um, He liked to tell people that uh, his team's intimidated with their power play, and and they really did. Uh, The Memorial Cup year, I believe, their power play scored it. It was. 33.9%, Thirty-three point nine percent, something like that. Um, but at the same time, um, they also Graham also had a tough guy. Uh, he had, he had a, a kid by the name of Mark McFarlane, who was out of uh, the, out of the Maritimes, I think Nova Scotia, um, and and he was a, he was a kid who uh, you know he he'd go out and chuck them, and that that was the role in, in the. Uh, the eighty-six, eighty-seven team, the team that was involved in the bus crash, that was the role that Chris Mantica had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people forget that uh, the Broncos. Yes, they they had a tough guy, and, and as much as they didn't, Graham said he didn't like to do it. Uh, you know, their, the, their their tough guys knew what they were there for, and that was Mark McFarland's role with that uh, with that Memorial Cup team.
1: Oh, wow, well, I forget which tough guy it was. I don't remember. I don't know the full story. Maybe you've heard it being in the journalism world, but rumor was that there was uh, there was an incident in a dressing room mid-game where there was a tough guy, and I don't remember what happened. But Graham did something, and I think the tough guy gave him a few. Where he came back out onto the bench, where his suit was all ruffled up and his tie was all tightened. I don't, I don't remember what the guy's name was, but
2: well, yeah, I vaguely remember hearing something about that. I I, I don't. Boy, I don't know which player it was. I, mean, I, know, I, I do just... remember the game when Graham started stripping at the bench to protest the officiating. Yeah,
0: I remember that. I remember the video on that. Maybe He's... it was Jeff Knight. Maybe Knight or B- Belter's uh-huh. buddy went out there and gave Graham. Hey, but, but sorry, back to the Memorial Cup team. As a, as a Saskatoon Blades fan, crazy. And then I, you know, how much respect. And I remember becoming a Broncos fan after that because of, you know, who Kimby Daniels, like as a 16 year old. Like, he was unbelievable in that run along with Kennedy.
2: Yeah, I would suggest that Kimby Daniels was likely the best, one of the th- two or three best 16-year-olds I, I, I saw. I remember Jeff Friesen with the Pats. Um, I remember seeing Jeff as when he came up as a 15-year-old, thinking, holy smokes, is this guy uh, special, like really, really special. And then, uh, you know, Kimby Daniels. Uh, and uh, the other one was Braden Point, with with the Moose Jaw Warriors. If you look at the numbers that, that Point put up as a 15 year old when he came up at Moose Jaw, and then as a 16 year old, those those are the three that really stick out with me. And uh, Kimby, the, the one thing Kimby had going for him was, was size. He he was he was big. He, he he could skate, could do a lot of things right. And uh, um, I really don't know what what happened with his with his pro career. I I, I thought that. That that he would be good. I, I, I thought he really had a chance, but you know, a lot of times it's it's the right place, at the right time, and a lot yeah. of these guys don't get into those situations and and end up not padding out.
0: His gray turtleneck couldn't transition in Philadelphia. I, I just remember he just didn't he didn't really mm-hmm. go anywhere. How about yeah?
2: No, that's exactly right.
0: How about um, let's let's go now? What do you think about the league and 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 with COVID? And I know I've read your blog and, and you got. Got a lot of interesting stuff, you know. What What's your take? Can Can you see this season going? Maybe starting in January with the USA, with the US teams, and and how difficult that's going to be.
2: No, I I, I really don't. I uh, you know I hate to, I hate to sound so pessimistic, but but realistically, I I, I just can't see it. I, um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in the four western provinces with school going back in. Um, uh, you know uh, the numbers in BC right now are not good. Um, um, you know we had the curve flattened here a while ago, and the last three, three or four weeks, th- things have I don't want to say they're out of control, but they're they're headed that way. And, and the govern BC government uh, has now brought in some some new restrictions against bars and lounges and things like that and they're, they're cracking down on, on uh, private parties and the limit here is still 50 people at indoor gatherings so and BCHL teams the junior A league they are about to start training camps if they I, I think this week or uh, this coming weekend um, and they're not going to open until December so they're looking at holding three months long. Training camps, or I think they're calling them development camps to start with, but I heard yeah. the other day they were charging three grand a month, um, and the reason they're charging by the month is uh, once you know, if, if all these leagues get start playing, um, if once WHL teams start making cuts and they trickle down. Some of these BCHL kids might get cut, so that's why the junior A teams are are, are charging by the month. But I I just, I I mean, the Washington State numbers are horrendous. Um, I mean, as much as we say the numbers in in B.C. are bad, uh, Washington State is is, is terrible. And with the border being closed, and the border, certainly the B.C. border is not going to be open anytime soon. So I I can't see Canada-U.S. opening that border.
3: Now, you talk about the Canada-U.S. border, but... What about uh, what's going on in Quebec in the major junior league there? Is there any, you know, I assume WHL teams are monitoring that closely. I saw somebody from a team in the queue said they were going to go with hopefully 25% of the capacity in their building. How much of that do you think could affect what happens here?
2: Quebec is playing with zero fans in, in, in the Quebec rinks. The, the maritimes. That's, teams, it was Cape the Breton. I think are yeah. hoping to start at twenty five percent.
3: Yeah,
0: it's Cape Breton. And
2: and and to be honest with you, I don't understand the Quebec thing at all because I have always looked at uh, the QMJHL as the poorest of the three major <laughs> junior leagues. I mean, they have uh, uh, some of the oldest rinks. In the in the 60 team CHL, uh, some of the lowest attendances, all of that. So, I don't know how they can afford to to play. The
0: the, the one way we uh, the one way we finish this uh, quickly. I'm just going to answer, and you got you got to give me one word answers and kind of a rapid fire uh, rapid fire question. So we're going to go here. What's a place that you always thought a WHL team would work, Greg, but never got the chance to get one?
3: Fort McMurray. That's, that's two words. <laughs> you know that. that
0: yeah. <laughs> it was glory days. Yeah, uh, top WHL players that you ever watched. Maybe give us a couple.
2: That, that I watched, um, well, Brad McCrimmon for, for starters, uh, Billy Grelago.
0: Oh, that's a throwback, right there. Toughest players you ever watched. Two of them.
2: The toughest. Yeah. Um, Tim Lockridge. Who was the uh, the captain of that Wheat Kings team, and uh, Wendell Clark?
0: Oh yeah, classic. Mo- most respected coach
2: that I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, like the in, players in, just in the, played
2: in the, w- the WHL. Yeah,
0: players just played for him, just respected him.
2: Well, I'd have to say Dunk McCallum.
0: That's a, that's that's a throwback, and. Favorite, maybe not favorite, maybe uh, your favorite Regina Pat of all time when you were covering the Pats.
2: When I was covering the Pats, uh, Tim Iononi
0: There we go. Greg, thank you so much. We want everyone to, uh, that's that's a hockey fan, definitely buy that book. We're going to pump it for you. Sudden Death, the story of the bus crash at the Swift Current Broncos and then the rise to the Memorial Cup. Thank you so much for joining us. Maybe someday, of course, down the road, you're just a wealth of knowledge. We'll have you back.
2: Okay, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks,
0: Greg. Thanks, Greg. Greg Drennan, wealth of knowledge. Awesome to have him on. I know a lot of people out there that are listening are going to remember him from his time with the Leader Post and the stories that he told. So right into the Pigeon Parlay brought to you by Western Pizza and the Western Peaches in the province. Who doesn't want a Western Pizza pie at any time or one of their combos? Beautiful. Boz, I know you I know you don't like props, but you do like props. So we got to give you props because that... Uh, taking the winner. Authentic. Authentic. I can't really
3: take any credit for that. It was just a fluke. Um, but man, thank you. They don't ask how.
0: Why don't you start with that Patriots-Dolphins uh, game? Because as a Patriots fan, <sighs> at Tom Brady fan, I have no idea what's going to happen. Does anybody
3: have any clue what's going to happen in that game with Tom Brady no longer with the New England Patriots?
1: Like, that is... I'm going Miami.
0: I want to think that they're just so schooled in breaking film down and all that they're going to get cam newton to do something crazy that no one's ever seen they're going to win some games this year but they, their schedule is ridiculous so i don't I, would,
3: I think the patriots are going to win what's the spread But they're on that? not going to cover the six and a half
0: yeah no, it'll be I, like a four or five point game i would take the dolphins to cover there what's the tampa bay game
3: tampa, tampa bay buccaneers are minus three and a half dogs so the saints are three and a half point favorites Against Tom Brady and the Bucks,
0: No OTAs and no preseason. Really going to play a factor, I think, for Tampa Bay until about week five.
3: Take the Saints in that game, minus three and a half. Easy lock there. I didn't. I haven't done enough uh, homework on all of these games yet. I'll be honest. It's only Wednesday. You
0: bet the ponies. You're more of a pony I'm guy. I'm a pony
3: guy, but I did want to mention, because I've been riding golf for the last several months, first weekend of the new season, tour championship last weekend we all saw a dj straight up picks this weekend i don't know if you guys know anything this weekend it's the first of the new season it's basically a web.com tour event on the pga tour because anybody who's any good is taking the week off because the u.s open is next weekend
0: Oh, at, uh, at graham
3: dillette foot. is back this weekend oh. it's his first tournament in like a year and a half should have had him on i don't think he would have went on this week he seems pretty uh focused Lose but i saw focus. an interview saying this is basically his last ditch effort his back is so effed up that this is like his last stab at playing golf and if it doesn't work that out, sounds
0: like me in the pigeon cup on Friday. probably
3: done so but this weekend sprinkle a couple units on maverick mcneely holy 70 to one
0: good for you pigeon That's parlay. my katie perry pigeon Parlay. Pigeon parlay brought to you by Western Pizzas. Buy a Western wheel, shop local. That's what they are. We always do it. Getting a vasectomy, know someone getting a vasectomy. Gentle procedure saskatchewan.ca. No needle, no scalpel vasectomy. Best in the business. Do out of Saskatoon and Regina. If your buddy needs one, if you need one, if your husband needs one, there it is. Gentle procedure saskatchewan.ca. So into our senior hockey soiree, kind of. Preing it up here we've had a few uh, people ask us about you know what about ice and have you guys heard about we're looking for ice because the monday nooner guys get at the brand center the brand center ice i heard isn't going in until the pats are ready to roll so we're kind of you uh,
1: can rent at the cooperators
0: i so then here's the rumor i heard cooperators are cutting down two of their sheets which i can't see it being legit to make sure people aren't close uh, as close together. And I'm like, have you gone by the bingo halls? Like, or Costco? What do you, what do you know? That can't be a real thing. Well, did you guys see like the adult safe
3: hockey's coming back? No, I didn't. And I don't think either of you guys play in that shit show, but, uh, I would. They're, they, they're they're playing four on four. Oh God. You can only have 12 people on your roster that includes goalies and substitutes. So like, I know the team I played on. It was like, we needed how many subs just because guys couldn't make it because kids or work or whatever. But, yeah, they changed their rules. There's, like, no Um, face-offs.
0: That's a real thing. I heard
3: stick length away. Hybrid offsides. The new offside rules. Hybrid offsides creates a larger attacking zone while retaining the neutral zone for transition and stretch pad. Like, like, come on. No face-offs. Why don't you just go bowling? Like, (laughs) like. They got new rules. If a goal is scored at the start of the period, the puck out of play. Yeah. Like every penalty's a penalty shot. You can't sit in the box. You can go in Walmart and
1: mingle with a thousand people, but you can't sit in a penalty box in your gear That's, on a wooden but bench. But you can play football gonna- and ram your face into another guy's face and then go distance.
0: And like, then get COVID and have a sore, tickly throat for five days and then be normal and be like. I told my team I'm deal. out.
3: They said it's, this is like the, I think till December, these rules and then like
1: reevaluate <laughs> sweet rules and please pay $1,200 per guy.
0: That's, that's a tough one. So the, I, I contacted uh, Manitoba senior league and I was like, well, what are you guys doing? And they're waiting for the Manitoba health authority to give uh, okay to play there. so And then the Alberta, no one got back to me yet from Alberta on what their senior hockey leagues are doing, but into the senior hockey soiree for freeze Tallman Lumber and the local guys, and we're all shopping local, are yet Because if you're going to the big box stores, freeze Tallman's probably got it, and they're going to hook you up, and you go to the counter there, and you can talk about the Monday Nooner. The boys can talk Monday Nooner. They can talk senior hockey, whatever you want to see, talk to any of those... Boys there, Len, Matt, Andy, Derek, Mark, Jay. They're all good guys. Freeze Tallman, sponsors of the senior hockey soiree. So we've had a few senior teams uh, actually invite us out to play. And I think that was at the Whitewood, or what? That one's looking interesting for which us. Which one's Kenosi that
1: owns the bar?
0: Kenosi
3: said they'll talk to the Moosehead guys and they'll let us open it up and stay in there.
1: Well, oh, I got to find that. The one guy the said seep? he owns the bar and will Fuck keep it yeah. open with wings. And
3: yes, beer. wing on.
0: So that's a that's a that's a nice one for Brad to come with the bus to play fourth line yeah. overnighter. And, we'll be we'll tell
3: the wives. We'll be home team by builder. nine a.m. Where are we playing?
0: 7? Where we, easy for the guys with no wives to say? Where are we playing that game? Wives, multiple,
3: neutral uh, territory. Well, their mm-hmm. team is the Kenosi Slushers. I'm from
0: Saskatoon. Not
1: to be confused with what Millsy's ending up with late at night. <laughs>
0: The old yeah, old we'll old play it in
1: Assume they got a
3: rink. And there. then
0: Craig wants us out, but they were still battling the whole reach thing. That's an easy one. And we don't Dinsmore. Need reach. The, can have them. The boys from Dinsmore asked us to come out. The only problem is Dinsmore in that rig. That's like a three-hour twirl each way. And I don't know how many guys so, we're gonna get. I don't well, leave I don't,
3: at five. Charter who plane. Who are we gonna get? thirty. You'll get guys. All you'll right. get the new. I'm gonna guys. let you set that one up. It's then. a night out. Fill the bus full of. Pops. Pops and uh, hit the road.
0: Hit the boys' DMs if you want the Monday Nooner All-Star Squad to come out and play your senior team. Or if you got a deadly wreck team in your area, Brad for the bus from uh, Synergy AG, we're going to load that boy up. And if he doesn't want it, we're going to go to Willie's Roadhouse in Bethune. And we're going to come out and play ya. And, yeah, we'll, we'll do that whole thing. And then hopefully we have a bit of a senior um, vision in the next few weeks because i really like another province to go senior hockey here and then saskatchewan can go well we have less cases like why why can't we go so we'll, we'll see it. how that goes and senior hockey soiree time for the interview freeze tallman thank you very much one of the top senior players in his day and then He's na-
3: still really good Preface that is, he is still well. My dad's dad said he was really good, so 49
0: um, years old,
3: Mike Sittler from Wilkie, captain of the Outlaws. Great guy, 13 championships. Great guy, what a weapon! So he had told us, like in twirl three or four, that Marty played two years ago in senior A and scored a hat trick. After not playing for, like, how long? Like, the guy is still... Called him Uncle Marty. A stud. Uncle Marty. The Marty party. Absolutely. <laughs> so,
0: this guy is 49 years old. He's in fantastic shape. He coaches?
3: He coaches EDAM now, but he played half the regular season in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And Player coach. He's, he's done some A midget coaching. He's helped the Junior A team. Just an all-around an all really nice guy.
3: He also plays TV bingo on Saturday nights.
0: <laughs> there we go. That's stat of the week. Who sponsors that? Is that High Tech Profiles or is that Synergy AD? Stat of the week. So anyway, Martin Smith interview. Fantastic for the senior hockey soiree. Here we go. Hey, why wouldn't a guy?
3: Martin Smith, welcome to the Monday Nooner podcast.
0: Hey, good, good to be here, guys. So... Marty, I don't know where we want to start. You know what I want to start? I want to start. In the you're, 70s. You're you're what? What are you? 49 now?
4: Yeah, I just turned 49 uh, back in March.
0: And when when is the last time you played senior?
4: About two weeks before COVID hit uh, was our last regular season game, and um, or I should say our last playoff game against Hafford. um We were short. Uh, a couple guys due to injuries, so I'd, I suited up but I, I played about I think eight regular season games
3: now is that with the three stars EDAM
0: three
4: stars yeah with the EDAM three stars
0: how, how the how the hell do you do it like you know I guess <laughs> six years older than me and once in a while a guy always thinks he can still maybe go out there but you're you're doing it you know year after year like I guess how, how do you do it
1: bohemian and ice bags <laughs>
0: <laughs> well
4: you know what I've always lived on the motto that, that uh, people pay to come and watch you play and you need to, you know, you need to deliver every night. And, you know, as, a, as I got older, I, I just had to continue to stay in shape. And I, I, I mean, even now, I, I'm up every morning before work and, and work out and just try to stay in the best shape that I can. And I didn't want anybody to ever say, what the heck is that guy still doing out there? um so when somebody actually says that then maybe i'll stop but uh until then i i like to go out and and play a few games each winter and and contribute a little bit and uh you know there seems to be less pressure when you're when you are this old but uh i mean the the nerves still get me sometimes that you you know before you before you step onto the ice but uh when that goes away then then it's time to hang them up
3: well i remember like 10 years ago i played one season with the wilkie outlaws in the north sask river league as a nice fourth line grinder on a three and a half line team but i remember we lost to edam in the playoffs and i thought you were old you were obviously still unbelievable i thought you were the old guy then that was 10 years ago
1: the reg dunlop
4: well you know what i remember i was i was 37 i think i had just come back from playing with uh with the Midwest Islanders. And I always wanted to come back to EDAM and play. And, and uh, you know, I was busy doing different things and live in different places. And uh, with the opportunities to go to the Allen Cup, back then EDAM never went provincial. So, um, you know, I always wanted to continue to try to play the, the, the top level that I could. And at uh, 37, I went back to EDAM and I think they had won eight in a row at the time. And uh, we got to win a championship in that in the first year I was there. So. That was nice i was riding on the coattails of eight previous championships and uh yeah it was good to play back in my hometown
0: don't 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 be afraid to name drop Eh, there's going to be guys out there that that want you to give a plug who, who were the big shooters uh, when you went back to eat them there
4: um b- back then the, the julian boys brett uh brett and joel julian um were playing then um they were two of the top players our, our captain was don cole i'm sure uh, i've said this before that he's probably one of the best captains I ever played with that never played junior hockey and could have could have could have gone somewhere, but he was younger, but he decided to stay around home and um, they you know the motto in the town was that you, you win and and there's no even talk of, of losing and uh, that was that was kind of stressed right from you know when you were younger and you did what it take to win and and you play hurt, and you play through things, and you adversity, and, and uh, that's that's kind of uh, uh, how the team
0: went. You still, you're still just giving all the right answers, eh? That's uh, you know, just the senior teams just love you, Marty. Um, <laughs> so let, let's go back to your junior years then, quickly um north battleford looks like you you know your first year in battleford you must have played pretty young there because you go battleford then you get a cup of coffee with uh seattle and the blades and brandon and then the next year dub and then back to battleford how did your how did your junior years go
4: well i made it as a 16 year old there was only three returnees coming back norm johnson was the coach and he gave me an opportunity to play and uh do you have any
3: norm stories before you get any farther there That you can share i
4: i do i can give you a quick one we lost uh lost in flin flan we rode home um we we did get kentucky fried chicken (laughs) but didn't get any drinks with it. no
0: drinks yeah
4: no drinks so that that's one another one we got back from flin flan the same night we got dropped off on territorial drive maybe a a mile from the rink and we had to hoof it back to the rink and it was pretty cold out (laughs) um there's uh one other one we uh we we lost a couple down south got home four in the morning seven we were at the rink running down main street with our jerseys on and and then we got uh bag skated the, in the afternoon and then the same thing the next morning and then all of a sudden he must have had a change of heart because we got to practice and he says uh why don't you guys just put the put somebody put the pads on throw a, a sponge puck out there and just have fun well it wasn't very fun for the two days when we got home from the road trip before that and all of a sudden we were we were uh one extreme to the other
0: so then so sorry now back to the so you you make it as a 16 year old and then uh, you kind of you kind of have a, a year there and then then you head to the dub for a bit
4: yeah you know the the next year i started out really well uh, as a, my 16 year old year um I, I made the all-star uh team that year uh, the all-star game. And I mean, the other, the other team had uh, Rod Brindamore, Jason Herter, uh Dwayne Norris, Curtis Joseph. Um, they were, they were stacked. And, uh, and then the net, and at that all-star game um, I had a bit of interest from college, but then the next year, you know, there was still a lot of shenanigans that were going on, like riding home on the bus with, with your gear on and stuff like that. And then I got an opportunity to go to the dub. So I took it and, and uh, I played uh, a game with Saskatoon, and, or uh, with Seattle, rather. They listed me, and then I got traded to Saskatoon the next day, and that was the Memorial Cup year. And I was there for probably six weeks and got traded to Brandon for Jason Smart, who was a six foot six centerman that ended up playing a little bit in the NHL, mm-hmm. not much with Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, it was just a, a bit of a cup of coffee in the, in the Western League. I wasn't very good defensively back then, and I think that's what hurt me
0: that that's crazy that's so that like that uh that Blades team do you remember do you remember a lot about it because you had kosher just lit things up you had sissons Katelnikov, christy kaminsky a young dave stroosh do you remember do you remember that team well
4: yeah i do um you know walking into that that room i i got a pretty good opportunity right off the bat i played on a line with tracy Katelnikov and Corey kosher and you know we we had a lot of success in the first first few games that we played and then all of a sudden i was in the press box for a couple but uh we were pretty deep um you know we had uh uh scott Sissons. you know like uh we we were we were pretty deep i mean they were built for the for the memorial cup and uh um you know i was uh, unfortunately didn't last that long i was i was traded in right before christmas time actually so but, uh, but, yeah, we were pretty stacked. It was a, it was a pretty good squad.
0: And then, uh, so then the next year, you, you kind of, you do the Brandon thing. That looks like you go to Victoria, then to the Pats.
4: Yeah, so what happened was I went out to Brandon, and I was having uh, a really good start to the year. And uh, I was, I think, first or second in our team in scoring after, you know, a, a probably 16, 17 games. And my dad ended up getting uh, cancer, and we i didn't know the severity of it at that time and then um i talked to uh doug sodder was our coach kelly mccrimmon was our our uh, gm at the time and and uh it was probably the one of the the worst mistakes i ever made but i i thought well maybe i could get traded closer to home because of that and my dad and i was were pretty close and uh and I ended up getting traded to Victoria. So I said, well, I I don't really want to go there, but they said, if you come and play a game in Moose Jaw, we're on a road trip, Regina want to look at you. So I played the one game with Victoria and then the next day got traded to Regina. And then I, I ended up there for a while. So that's, that's kind of how that all transpired.
3: Do you remember much from, uh, that 21 games with the Pats lots of guys we play rec hockey with silly and and Huey and those guys were on that team Kelly Marquardt, who's a big fan of the podcast like he played with some some weapons on that team
4: Mike you Kirby know,
3: Kovacs
4: that that team um, when when I look back at my WHL career I always say I was a Regina Pat just by the how close knit the team was and how nobody thought they were better than anybody else and that's Except not always the case when you go to go to different teams um you know silly was uh, dressing in his own dressing in his own dressing room first rounder you you had uh kevin hall or terry hollinger like all those guys um scott daniels was was a draft pick of hartford uh troy mick i mean we we were we had a lot of good players but we we all fit in really well and and uh it was just a close-knit team Lot of and jam. even now, I've played in a couple of uh, alumni games with those guys, and it's good to it's good to see a bunch of them. I see silly. Well, I, I was seeing them a lot more when I was coaching Triple A um, with uh, with his boys playing Triple A as well. But uh, but yeah, they were uh, they were a good bunch of guys to play with, and it's always nice to get back on the ice with them
0: and then so you kind of end your junior career back uh, back at home in north Battleford, and holy crap your last year man 64 games 136 points like you went off was that team good or was that team not so good and you just got a lot of ice time or did you just had a hell of a year how did that go
4: you know i thought we had a better team than what we showed but we uh we didn't end up making the playoffs that year and uh so I was on, I was on kind of a, a shitty team in the standings, and I, I did get a lot of ice time and a lot of opportunity. We had Leo McDonald was our coach for, for the first half of that year, and then um, and then he was let go, and we brought in another coach, and and uh, but, you know, it was it was uh, good to play in my hometown. I did I did have a good year, and it ended up giving me some opportunities to go, elsewhere after junior. But it's one thing I always regret. I found out afterwards that. There was you know, a couple of teams that were in the Final Four that were interested in trading for me, but mm. uh, my dad was the president here at the time, so he wasn't really about to, to, to trade me and look like we were bailing on the season before it was over. So I, I understand that, but it would have been nice to, uh, to get a shot for played, sure at the Elite championship. So
0: played with a young Brent Hoyness that year. That guy turned out to be a hell of a player, and he's such a good he's, – he's a weapon.
4: Yeah, yeah, he was—he was a young defenseman when when I played with him. But uh, he was—he was getting both ends of the rink, and uh, he was—he was a good guy off the ice too. He was—he's—he fit in well here.
0: Your time, uh, so yeah, you do a little bit of um, you know minor pro East Coast League and whatnot, and then uh, you head you head overseas to Europe. you—I you, remember talking to you years ago about that. You you—you you really liked your time over in Europe, eh? Where where exactly were you, England?
4: Yeah, I was in England. I uh, I actually played a year in the coast, and then came back and played senior in Unity for a year. We went to the Allen Cup with uh, we combined with Robert and the, the Allen Cup at that time was in Road, Minnesota. Royden Gunn, War- your goalie. R- Royden Gunn, yeah, and only uh, only
0: playing so- only playing if the cash was in his hand before the game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sticks yeah. in glass. Yeah, old Gunner, but uh, but yeah, then then the next year I had an opportunity to go to England, so I so I did and. Uh, and the the team was, I mean, you've never seen. You think there's some small town rinks in Saskatchewan that you know are barns, but the, the rink we played in that year was uh, the netting. You pulled the netting down and hooked it on the outside of that the net or the boards. You take a slap shot, miss the net, it would spring back and zing right by you, like it was uh, it was different than anything I'd ever seen before. Um, and then the next year, our team moved to a seventeen and a half thousand seat arena in manchester and that was probably my most favorite year over there we we only lost three games we won the british championship uh got promoted to the to the premier league and ended up representing europe in the in the inaugural year for the uh european cup which was cool we played against berlin uh berlin capitals uh lulia lulia sweden and uh PPS Turku in Finland, so it was a it was a good opportunity and it was let, a fun year.
0: Let let's go back to that that Unity Kärber team because I, I remember hearing the stories about it as a young kid. I think Gord Davidson had something to do with it out of Unity. Was Dave Morell on that team from Kärber? Who who were some of the who were some of the really skilled and and, and just good hockey players on on that team?
4: Oh well, we had Brad Newmeyer, we had uh, Davey Morell, Tim Willoughby, Stan Bergen was one of the goaltenders. Um, uh trying to think who else we've we we had a really good squad we we had battles during the year that year where there was times where i didn't know if i was going to leave the corroborate rink alive and the next thing you know we're riding on a bus to uh to war and uh we gelled together we we actually when we won the provincial championship we had uh we had split down in carnduff and then we came home to to unity and we ended up scoring uh there we're 17 seconds left of scored an empty netter to go up by two everybody started leaving the rink uh we pick off a pass go in on a two on one 17 seconds left we we're, we're uh one one down 10 seconds left we tie it and we win it in double overtime <laughs> so uh the game was on the radio Harlan Lassick was doing the game on Kindersley radio and he says he's telling everybody to get back in here we're going to overtime and they couldn't believe it that uh I guess with 23 seconds left we were two down and by 10 seconds left in the game we were tied and heading to overtime so it was a crazy crazy night probably the most memorable senior game I can uh, I can remember um because of that
0: So then um let's go let's go back to to senior now and uh you know from maybe let's go to your Minnesota or your Midwest Islander days um you know you, you finally get a chance to uh so I guess go to the Allen Cup with that squad. You you guys had had a great team there. You you know, you really look back and cherish those years, uh, with Midwest or Minnestiquan?
4: We had such a good team. I mean, uh and and it was basically ex Alberta Golden Bears. Yep. The, I mean the whole team was a lot of them came out of Edmonton. Um, that first year in Ministic, when I was playing in Unity and was picked up just for provincial, so I I did the provincial run with them and then we ended up winning the province and winning um, against Ile Shane in the, uh, in the best of five to go to the Allen Cup. And, um, and that year it was in uh, St. George, Quebec. And we ended up losing in the final to, to St. George, 5 nothing. But their team was, I mean, that was like a pro league. Their goaltender was Jean-Francois uh, uh, Bay who had played with the Cape Breton Oilers, I think the year before that um they had Trevor Jobe they had they had some guys that had played Norman Rochefort was one of their defensemen I mean everybody knows him from the Canada Cup 89 Canada Cup he was playing um so we we end up losing but Hockey Canada sent us to Japan the following year so that was that was nice that we got to represent Canada at the at the Nagano Cup and then uh, why did they send you guys because they they said that the uh Saint George team was uh pro team? Was a pro team mm, and it was an amateur tournament so so we got to go but uh it was it was a little by default but uh we took the trip nonetheless and, and had a pretty good pretty good time in, in
0: Japan. So the thing with that Ministequin team that I remember is Lloyd was always so good those years too, right? Like Minnesota yeah. just couldn't, couldn't get through. Like I mean, they beat us out one year, they beat us out the next year, and then they'd go up against Lloyd. And then Lloyd was just so deep and so good. Like th- those were two unbelievable teams.
4: Well, they were, they, they were deep from goaltending with Jason Clegg to, to Scott hood, to the man Mann brothers. To, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, the list can go on and on. Um, they beat us in league, uh, while well, the, the second year, I think we lost to them twice in the league and beat them in provincials twice. So, um, we, we said, we didn't care about the league title. We wanted the, wanted the provincial title. And, uh, there was some, there was some good battles there that went, uh, went the distance, but, uh, I mean, that, that was probably some of the best hockey and senior that, uh, that I got to play for sure.
3: I hate to jump around here too much, but I wanted to get this in before I forgot because I know you know him well. Um, it looks like you did a little bit of coaching here, obviously with the A's, but you helped with the the Junior A Stars the one year. And there was a guy on your team, Brad Heroff. How big of a psychopath <laughs> was that guy when you coached him?
4: He was so intense, <laughs> um, and, and, and you know he coaches kind of the kind of the same way. But uh, uh, you know that that year that we we had him, he would do anything to win he would fight um he would go stand in front of the net he'd take a beating he'd score big goals um we added him um during, close to the deadline or maybe at the deadline from estevan and he came in and he was he was a vocal player and he he not only you know was vocal but he backed it up when he went on the ice so he, he was good to have on the team i remember it was, he was probably only here a couple of weeks at the time we were on a road trip in Melfort and I didn't make a lot of road trips because I um, had a job and, and uh, was only basically assistant coach at practices and, and mostly the home game. So I, I went on the road trip to Melfort and he fought this big guy and the guy caught him with a lucky one and he broke his jaw and he didn't want to spend the night in the hospital. He wanted to get home. He, he wanted to get on the ice the next day um it it was all we could do to keep him off the ice to let it heal a little bit that was just the type of type of kid that he was
3: was was that the year that he fought his brother in practice
4: (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) that was that was the same year um yeah they uh they went at her he i wasn't surprised because they were both you know cut from the same cloth but uh uh, but yeah he was he was intense and uh I, i I had the opportunity to coach against him in Triple A, um, in the league final, the one year. And if if we were going to lose to anybody, I'm glad it, you know, it was him that uh, is somebody I had coached and known for a lot of years.
0: So, I, I don't know how we can do this, but let, let's maybe go. You know, if you had to go, your top three players, your goalies, anything. Let's say from your first ten years playing senior. And then maybe your second and third, or somewhere in there. Let, let's let's go way back. So your first kind of stint at senior, Marty. If you had to put together, you know, kind of top three, who who would you say back then? Like those Unity Corrobert days and, and all that.
4: Well, uh, Tim Tim Willoughby comes to mind in Corraborate because he always put up points, and he was he was unorthodox, but but could score um robin bartell played in in wilkie and he was an unbelievable uh defenseman um and then you know there was probably if i looked at uh looked at a goaltender blaine locker came back and played played in uh senior back in those first 10 years that i was playing senior so uh he was he was pretty fun to play against
0: so then let's go. Okay, so let's go to the, maybe the middle years and the, the you know the stick win and um, you know I guess I think we played together in the Wild Goose Lloydminster stacked, you know Meadow had some guys who who in those years do you would you say?
4: Uh, well one one of the uh, one of the best senior players that came out of Junior B and was a big time scorer was Scott Hood
0: yep. in
4: in Lloydminster um he was unbelievable um
0: and a nice guy
4: play, <laughs> a, very nice guy and yeah. i had the opportunity to go to the allen cup in 2009 with lloyd minster and and i'd known scotty for years in the battles that i mean we had had with lloyd minster but uh i mean there was a, there was a lot of guys on their team uh jason krukle was was a good player um uh, you know, I played with a lot of good ones like Russ Houston. and uh, Serge Lajoie was probably the best senior defenseman I ever played with. I mean, he played played Alberta Golden Bears mm-hmm. and and went on to uh, went on to coach in the Western Hockey League. Um, I played on a line with Blair Achenham in in Nagano. I mean, Blair p- scored seventy goals with the with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Um, you know, and that was a record until a couple of years ago. So um there was uh, there was a lot of good players in in senior i should have looked at some rosters before i came in but uh
0: bruce but bruce yaki bruce bruce was another guy and we had that episode that i sent you kind of the the, the old guards that are still giving her you know old and and, and yaki uh, he was a player for a lot of years
4: well, I, I played a year of midget triple A with Bruce and then when I went to Unity I asked him if he wanted to wanted to come and, and be the player coach there. I didn't I just wanted to play. I didn't want to coach and and uh so he said he'll he'll come and yeah, he agreed to be the coach and then we ended up being teammates for a number of years in Unity, uh Battleford with the the Bruins, then when we became the Beaver Blues, um I mean, he was my roommate on the road. Like I, I guess, I guess he kind of rubbed off on me to keep going, or I did to him because he's still going. Too. You guys are so, just uh, trying
3: to see who can outlast each other. That's what's going on.
4: Well, he's a year older than me, so I got to keep going. So I got—I can't let him win.
0: Now you've been coaching, like Brandon said, uh, for the three stars and whatnot. So the last maybe, let's say, the last five years here that you've been playing, coaching, and whatnot. Any any kids or, or any guys playing that you play against? Uh, not on the three stars that are just kind of blowing your mind over the last few years in in league or provincials or anything like that
4: well provincials comes to mind right away i mean we we had some battles with kyle they we lost to him twice and and uh you know and they're such they're so deep i mean they've got bame they've got your cousin uh i mean they they uh they got hodgins on defense they got uh, richard in net uh, i mean they're they're so so deep. We we went four overtimes with them in the first round my first year in, in Edam, and that was uh, that's probably the longest game I've ever played in. But uh, after that, they had our number, and uh, they're probably the best the best senior team that didn't play AAA that I that I played against.
0: Well, Marty, I know you got to get on the ice here. It's nine oh five. But I think if we ever do a a live show in Saskatoon or in the Battleford area, I know uh, I know you would uh, you'd come on with the fellas
4: yeah absolutely I, I enjoy this I enjoy listening to you guys so keep up the good work and I, I appreciate you having me on I've enjoyed it
3: Martin Smith it would be great to get him on again because he's got a lot of stories from his hockey career just going through his hockey DB elite prospects he's played with a lot of guys Unreal. Over so, th- four decades,
0: and like we talked about, if we can do a, a an episode in Saskatoon or North Battleford, Saskatoon area, that's our plan. In October, is to do a live show in Saskatoon somewhere and get some of these Saskatoon guys. Scott Sissons is up there, you know, a lot of guys from Saskatoon that can come on and talk. First off, we need a place to sleep. So I, you know, if anybody knows uh, a contra deal at a hotel or in a bar, we can set up at. And then we'll just bring the boys in and do a nice uh, Saskatoon twirl and get some senior guys and ex-pro guys. It'll be fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be nice to get
3: up in that area of the province because uh, we like yeah, to cover we'll the give whole province.
0: Much... Saskatoon, everyone have a drink. There yeah. we go. Fran Moran. Boz, can you just raise up a last song and, you and to let's
3: do it. Well, it's 10.05 on a Wednesday night, downtown Regina, currently 18 degrees. Here's Fran Moran and something's missing. Tell you.
5: To love you. I just want to be there by your side. I just want to know you. I don't want to know you. I just want to be there by your side. And I know I have never won a love, and I'm not really good at the game. And I know you're the only one for me, and I know you're feeling the same. And the there's something yeah. And the something She love you You see how she own you Spinning on some silly ride